All right, welcome back to the Ducks and Pucks. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Jones. We're going to be going over the uh, the games from last week and the ones coming up this week. Uh, and it's been kind of a crazy week, uh, Eddie, with uh, Perry out. You know, they found out that he and Bosha may have the, the uh, mumps. So they've been out, and uh, the games, the way they've been going, we've been just almost going to overtime every single game, Eddie. Yeah, and it, it gets it gets annoying after a while to watch that. And, and it wouldn't be as annoying if we actually won most of them, but our, you know, our last two weeks of games have been really close and and the last five games have all gone into overtime or shootout and and unfortunately we've lost five or four of those last five um the only game that we, <laughs> way back on on the beginning of november and november 2nd was the last game that we didn't go to overtime for us so five games in a row is a is a little bit too much to handle but uh it's just we can't we can't end up finishing it that, that's a problem and obviously we're missing two alternate captains and perry and, and boshaman with uh with the mumps and we've got a number of other guys out which we'll talk about later and and even with secondary scoring coming from kessler and, and guys like silverberg and Vatnin this week uh it seems like we're not putting enough goals in the back of that uh barring that game uh, in, against la at honda center uh we're just not being able to score enough yeah, you bring up a good point. I mean, that first uh, game that we'll review is the uh, Vancouver game, which uh, I went to, which, you know, started out with a bang. You had uh, Patrick Maroon dropping the gloves right off the faceoff uh, with Bieksa. And so, I mean, they were going at it. Um, you know, that that was good. And there were some goals in the beginning of uh, the second period only. Uh, you had uh, Botnan scoring and Alex Burroughs scoring. But that was it for the whole game. You only had two goals. Um, you had another fight, uh, an interesting one with uh, Josh Manson, where he was he was shaking his fists and uh, he was really revved up, and that was uh, that got that got the crowd going. So that that was pretty uh, fun. But uh, from a scoring standpoint, it was it was just very very um, just there just wasn't a lot of chances in that game um, uh, as far as like quality scoring chances, and it ended up going to overtime, and then it went to the shootout, and then uh, as we know, uh, you know. Nick Bonino did us in on the shootout, and uh, we had a couple chances though in that shootout. Um, Kessler with his, uh, you know, near near miss there at the end, and uh, we just couldn't get it done, Eddie. And like you said, we just weren't scoring any goals. Yeah, and I think it was just we we're unlucky in that game. Really, um, they, they hit the post twice. Uh, Silverberg hits the post, then Kessler hits the post, then. Um, and and with, uh, with the lack of chances, it was really because of how calm both the goalies were. Uh, um, Anderson had a great game, and and, and so did Eddie Lack, and and um, you know there there wasn't much in the way of, of goal scoring chances other than uh, Vaughn and shot on the power play, and Barrels getting his goal, um, and that's what we've kind of seen lately. You know, when Anderson's on his game, we've come up against good goalies, and we just haven't been able to finish. And I think that's you know that's why we need a guy like Perry back, who's one of the top goal scorers in the league. We just need that instinct to to put the puck in the back of the net. Yeah, like you said, it was very unlucky. I mean, it was frustrating standing there watching the uh, two shots go off the posts and the uh, shootout just to know that we were that close. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just like you said, it's just been tough scoring, going with uh, Perry out, and then uh, as we'll talk about some of the other players later in the show. Um, you know, and then we fast forward to Wednesday, and Wednesday was just the cra- one of the craziest games I've, I've seen, Eddie. Uh, you know, the Ducks pulling off that win. Uh, six to five. Um, I mean, it just was. I mean, there's so many things to talk about in this game. But the Ducks started out on fire, uh, playing really well, controlling the pace, doing everything they needed to do. But they weren't getting it in the net. And then the Kings capitalize 
uh, you know, Kopitar on the penalty shot, Drew Doughty with a with a point shot that looked like it might have been screened, and um, you know, the Ducks uh, got down two nothing, and then rallied, and and then were down uh, three to two going in the third, and still were able to pull that game out. Eddie. Yeah, and you know, uh, Stale said to uh, coach of the, the Kings said after the game that uh, they didn't deserve to that the Kings didn't deserve to get anywhere close to winning that game, and. I think he's right. I think this is reminiscent of last season, how you know we just we have we just fight to the end and and get you know get a result. But this was a game that should have gone heavily in, in favor of us, and you know with some with poor goaltending in the beginning by um, by Anderson and and LeBarber coming in and doing a decent job. But um, you know we we outshot them 15 to five in the first period and 16 to seven in in the second period. And usually when you see that, uh, you got to say that the score is usually going to be lopsided, but uh, by by the end of the second period, you know we were, we were still just hanging on. Uh, we were still losing uh, three to two, so we, everybody was kind of surprised. And obviously on Twitter it was blowing up. Jonathan Quick was was keeping them in the game, and and Sutter uh, reiterated that after the game that the only reason they were they were brought into the shootout was because of Jonathan Quick, and um and this showed that you know this is why we picked up Ryan Kessler as well for days like this or, or weeks like this when when a guy like Perry or Gaslav is out of the lineup. Uh, he can be a bona fide number two and come in and, and have a great game like he did. He had you know two goals and assist, eight hits. He he was doing everything that game. Yeah, what did you uh, like about his play? I mean, obviously in the third period he had those two big goals, uh, one to tie it up at three three, the other to bring the Ducks uh, within one with uh, you know just over five minutes to go. What what did you see from him? You know, obviously he went beast mode and, and everything, but anything in particular that you liked, obviously besides the goal scoring, just his his all around play that game. He did he was doing everything. He was trying to get his team into it. Uh, timely goal scoring. Uh, you know, he was hitting. Obviously, he had eight hits in that game. He was you know he's been what we've been looking for for the, you know the last I don't know how many years we're looking for a, a number two to sit behind Getzlaff and, and just do everything. Obviously, we had Benino last year who did a lot, but. Kessler just seems to do everything, and and when he's on his game, he does everything right. So, uh, you know, Man. shooting, hitting, uh, skating, scoring, he, he was doing everything that game. Yeah, I agree. I think Kessler is definitely you know one of the most uh, well-rounded uh, centers um, you know in the league, and he proved it on that night. Um, you know who else uh, impressed me that came out was uh, Silverberg. You know, getting his uh, goal, first goal of the year there, and assist. Uh, what did you see from Jacob? Uh, he finally sh- he's shooting the puck with confidence. I think after scoring that goal, um, he had a pretty good game um, in the next game too against against the Kings. Uh, um, that we lost in overtime, but uh, he, you know he hasn't had a, a terrible season. He has eight points, but he's been you know he's mostly been picking up second assists and stuff. And and after his hard start to the season last year, and then he kind of trailed off after the injury, we were hoping that he'd be able to. Uh, to uh, put some more goals in the back of that, and I'm hoping with this first one here, he'll be able to, you know, keep going. Obviously, he didn't score against the Kings on um, on Saturday, but uh, with with the shot that he has, he could definitely, you know, if he gets on a roll, put in 20, 25, 30 in a season. Yeah, and if you noticed, uh, he's been doing pretty good in the shootouts. Eddie, he had that goal in that game too to, uh, you know, help the Ducks pull out that win. Yeah, and he, he it's because of his shot too. If you watch on most of his shootout attempts, he doesn't deke. He kind of just pulls it in and, and shoots it um, off the crossbar. And we saw him hit the post in one game. And he just has one of the quickest releases in the league. We heard about that in Ottawa. We saw that early on when, in his career in Anaheim. And 
and that's that's helping him in the shootout and he has a great percentage so it, even though we've we've lost most of our shootouts uh he's been a guy out there and he's he's pretty much scored on most of his opportunities or got close to scoring you know, and the, the other thing I wanted to point out is, what did you think when uh, Anderson got pulled after the third goal? Do you think uh, that was the right call by Bruce, or do you think you should have let him fight through it? What What do you think? Um, I think it was the right call. Uh, he led in three goals on ten shots. Uh, his confidence was pretty much gone, and uh, we needed a change. Obviously, you'd rather have a guy like Gibson there to come in, um, but when you led in three goals on ten shots um, that early, you don't really want to leave a guy like that out there, especially when we're dominating the play and, and if his confidence is gone and he lets in another one, the then I, that could ruin him for, you know, the next game's coming up. Just get him out there as early as possible. You know, maybe if it's three goals on 15, you leave him out there, but, you know, he, he'd only save seven shots and there's already, th already three goals down. So I think it was a good decision by Boudreaux to put uh, LaBarber in. Yeah, I agree. I think Anderson, you know, I think the biggest issue was that last goal. I mean, by uh, Lewis, you know, it, it the, you know, the puck was waffling a little bit when it went towards Anderson, but it was a long shot. He wasn't screened, and it was looks like he just misjudged the puck, Eddie, on that play. Yeah, and it was from really far out. When you watch it again, um, it was a really weak shot just under the arm. He kind of just missed. He just he just whiffed on it and didn't really get a good good eye on it. He kept he must took his eye off the puck, but yeah, he, he it wasn't his night, and and. You know, he was showing that early on, and but he came back and he bounced back in a nice game, and he, he's done that so far in his young career. So, um, I, I think it was the good decision, obviously, when you look at how well he played in uh, in LA on Saturday. You know, and then finally on that game, what about LaBarbera? You know, he came in, um, obviously, he gave up the, those two goals in the third period to Gabrick and Williams, but in the shootout, you know, he stoned a Carter, and then, uh, you know, he went with the poke check, which we know is a risky move, but he went for that, surprised Kopitar, and, you know, basically saved the day for the Ducks. Yeah, and he, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, he looked uh, he looked pretty good coming in, LaBarbera did, and um, obviously, like I said, it's not an ideal situation to have to have LaBarbera come in instead of Gibson, but... Uh, you know, so far in the games he's played in, and, you know, other barring the first game against Colorado, he he's looked pretty good, and you know he's been a little bit weak in in some areas, um, you know, high glove and and through the five hole, but you know, and playing the puck especially, he hasn't looked so good playing the puck. But you know, he's our third goalie. We're not expecting him to come in and and get you know shutouts back to back every night against some of the top teams. We're just hoping he can come in and do a good job until Gibson comes back, and I think that's the main reason we picked him up in the off season. Yeah, and, I, and I'm and hoping that he can at least, if he keeps performing the way he is uh, doing for now, you know, with obviously, as, as we mentioned, Gibson's going to be out for at least another uh, two, three, uh, four weeks here uh, with his groin injury. So I'm happy with that uh, play. And, uh, you know, I, I think the fans will be okay with that as well. Um, and then we fast forward, you know, to um, yesterday against the Kings again, uh, Eddie, this time in Staples Center. Um, again, we, we ended up tied at the end, 2-2, two to two, went to overtime, uh, lost on a questionable uh, penalty call, which gave the Kings a power play. Um, it looked like the Ducks, uh, you know, were going to be fine. Uh, started out with uh, Edom getting his second goal, getting rolling. Um, Ducks had a little bit of a breakdown on the power play that led to the Foley goal. Uh, but then when uh, Kessler answered right back, you know, we were up 2-1 to one going to the third. Uh, I thought we were going to pull this one out, Eddie. Yeah, and, and so did I. But uh, you look at some of, the, some of the goals they scored for the Kings, or at least the Foley goal I think could have prevented it. It was a great shot, but it was shorthanded. And 
And when you go into a game like against the Kings, you look at how many shorthanded goals Toffoli had going into the game. He already had three. You would think when you're uh, you're on the power play, you want to kind of tighten up when you see him on the ice and make sure you don't give away any chances to him. And, of course, he comes in and he scores his fourth shorthanded goal of the season. Um, and, you know, obviously the other goals, the other two goals are on the power play, which and in overtime, I don't really want to talk about that one. I, I don't really think that was hooking on uh, on Lindholm. Maybe you see that that get called in, in regulation, but uh, in overtime when – when you know any call could finish the game as it did, you, you rarely see that get called. And uh, you know maybe I'm a little bit biased, but looking at the call a couple times, I did. I definitely didn't think it was hooking. Yeah, I mean it looked like uh, you know there was no pull down on that play. And plus, you know a lot of fans uh, we had been talking about during the game on uh, Twitter and Facebook and whatnot. We were talking about the refs were pretty much letting the play go uh, most of the game, and then to do that. You know, 23 seconds into the overtime on, you know, which looked like Kopitar, uh, you know, tripped on his own skates, basically. Let's just call it what it is. And for them to do that, you know, I think that's where the fans get frustrated, too, is is the refs. It seemed like the first two periods let everything go. Then in the third period, they started calling a few things and subsequently in the overtime as well, Eddie. Yeah, and, and you look at the first goal, too, with the guest line getting that goal interference call. That's a little bit questionable as well with the two calls that the Kings scored on in the power play, you know, it's not, it's when you look at it as a, as a fan, you're like, well, how, how come, you know, those two get called and then it comes back to hurt us. And, and especially in the overtime one, for sure. Um, like you said, they were, they were letting things go. There weren't any really many penalties that game. And, and then you see two kind of questionable calls end up losing you the game. And after Anderson had such a good game, it's kind of tough to, to swallow. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm glad we got the point, obviously, and I know, but I know a lot of fans are frustrated. But I mean, you have to look at it with the the players that we have out, and yeah, the Ducks have been three, zero, and four in their last seven. Um, but when you have you know Perry out, Voshmi out, Heatley out, now DSP uh, was upper body injury, didn't play last night. Um, you know, I'm I'm still happy with the level that the team's playing. Uh, if it takes a, a call like that for the Kings to win, then whatever. Good luck, good luck to them. So, you know, that, that's all I can really say about it. I, I mean, at least we got that point out of it, Eddie. Yeah, and I guess if you look back in the, in the past two weeks, you could, that's what you could really say is, is at least we got a point out of these games. But when you look at the last five games and we lost four or five in, in, a, in, you know, in a shootout or overtime, two in overtime and, and two in a shootout, we could use those extra four points maybe later on in the season or even right now. Um, that would put us a lot farther into the lead. And, and you know, we're, we're looking for that those secondary scoring to get in there, obviously, with Perry out. Um, it, it's hard to, to say they've really played badly um, as a team when you have so many injuries, you know, to still be leading in the Western Conference after losing four of your last five and, and having you know eight guys out that are, are key starters, it, it's definitely a good position to be in. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think that the big issue too, and I uh, talked about this earlier, was basically the regulation wins. That's what's kind of hurting the, the Ducks right now because if you get in a situation late in the season and we end up tied with somebody for the division, and then we're going to look back at this stretch of two weeks where we could have won some more games in regulation and go, you know, only if so. That, that's kind of the big thing I see, Eddie, that, um, you know, c- kind of could come back to bite us in the end, maybe at the end of the season. 
Yeah, and, and you, we looked last year, and uh, we didn't have a ton of overtime losses, or, or we, won, we won most of our games in regulation, and that made a difference at the end of the season and how many points we had getting those extra points and, and you know, winning those games and in the last few seconds. Like, I remember the game against Vancouver when Perry scored in the last few seconds of overtime to get the two points. And at the end of the season, no matter what position you're in, those points, extra points, are always going to make a difference. And, and it could be the difference of playing, uh, you know, San Jose or, or uh, you know, some of the central teams uh, with playing at L.A. in the first round. And uh, going forward this week, uh, today we've got the uh, Florida Panthers visiting in town. And, uh, you know, we're going to see a familiar face. Uh, it hasn't posted yet, but I'm thinking Luongo's going to be a net Eddie. Uh, what should the Ducks expect, uh, you know, against Florida, who, who hasn't been, you know, doing – too fantastic this season. Yeah, but I think if you look at at Florida, and I think they're, you know, they're not a great team, but I think they're better than, than where they are. They've they've improved vastly on defense this year, and that's helped to uh, Ekblad coming into the team and, and a lot of guys stepping up. They've only let in thirty five goals, um, all year, which is actually tied for first with Pittsburgh in, in the Eastern Conference. Um, and that's not far off the league, you know, best either. So they don't let in a lot of goals. The only problem is they've actually scored less goals than even Buffalo has. They've only scored 27 goals in the season, which is worse than the league. And you think a lot of teams go in here. And, and I definitely think this is going to be a low-scoring game with how we have scored lately, uh, not being able to score a lot of goals. So I'm, I'm, I'm fearing another game where we end up going to overtime or a shootout, but I, I definitely hope not. Um, but, yeah, this is going to be a, a frustrating game. They kind of remind me of, of the New Jersey Devils of, of past years without the goal-scoring talent. They just defend constantly, and there's not much you can do about it. So I think we got to get to them early, uh, get get their defense under pressure, pressure guys like Akbad and Kulikov, and, and hopefully put, put a couple goals in early So we uh, because they're not going to score a ton either. What do you think uh, Kessler matching up against Luongo? You know, they were teammates back in Vancouver. You think he might have some pointers or <laughs> he himself have some, you know, tactics to uh, to throw some shots his way? Uh, yeah, but you could also say that the other way. Uh, Luongo could know exactly what Kessler's going to do. I, I don't think it really matters when you come in um, when you face an old goalie. You, neither one's going to have an advantage. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it's going to be too much of an advantage uh, for Kessler. I mean, maybe some motivation to put one behind, you know, Luongo. But I agree with you. I'm, I'm afraid, you know, I'll be heading to the game today. I'm afraid it's going to be a low-scoring affair, too. I'm just hoping, you know, if it is, we pull out, you know, one nothing, 2-1, to one, whatever the case may be, uh, you know, because, you know, all of us uh, – like we said, uh, down a lot of people, but we want to start winning, getting some regulation wins, especially at home. Uh, as as we uh, we're also going to host uh, Calgary and Vancouver this week. Um, you know, Calgary is going to be an interesting game too. I, I wonder if uh, Hiller is going to start in that game, Eddie. Um, I think they might start Hiller. Um, he's been the hot hand this season. Kai Ramos started off really well, but he's kind of trailed off in the end and. You know, much like I think we should get a win in, in the game against Florida, Calgary's actually been really good this season, and, and I think they've probably been uh, next, maybe next to Nashville, if not more of a surprise than Nashville at 11-6-2. You can't just roll into Calgary and, and expect to, to win now, um, and I think that's just because I mean, another surprise in, in Calgary being the top-scoring team in the Western Conference with 59 goals. Um, their goal-scoring, they've, they've let in a lot of goals as well, but when you score 59 goals, um, 
you know, it's going to be another game which I think is, is going to be close unless we maybe have Perry and Boschman back by then, I would hope. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're not a team to take lightly this year. They've got a lot of, of it's a lot of uh, depth and, and team scoring. There's a lot of guys throughout the lineup. There's no stars. Goudreau, Juris, uh, Monaghan, uh, you know, uh, Raymond. A lot of guys are, are scoring this season. And, you know, there's not one guy like Perry or, you know, that that is scoring for them. They've got a whole bunch of guys going. So um, if Hiller's in that, you know, we all know that he can steal a game sometimes. So if he's in, we like I said, in the Florida game, we got to get to him early and, and put them behind and then lock up defensively so they don't get some goals on us. Yeah, looking at that lineup, uh, you talk about it for Calgary. I mean, I mean, it's just amazing. You got six players on that team with five goals or more. I mean, it's a balanced team for sure. And I mean, even after that, you've still got on here. Um, looking at all their stats, you've got another uh, five or six guys that have three or four goals. So I mean, almost everybody on this lineup, Eddie, is, is multi points. You know, uh, like you said, uh, just goals and assists all over the place. Yeah, and, and, you know, like I said, nobody really thought they would be fifth in the league and, and have the most goals scored at the start of the season. We, Everybody thought, obviously, their, their problems were defensively, and at least for scoring, they have probably the best defense pairing in the league right now with Giordano and, and Brody. Uh, I think Giordano is leading the league still in points for a defenseman, so the, their great start to the season has helped them, and I think just not being a, like a lot of having a lot of offensive-minded defensemen has hurt them a bit. And Brody and Weidman and Giordano, uh, their defense is the only problem there, obviously. And their backup goalies and, and Ramo hasn't been too great. Hiller's had some nights where he hasn't been amazing. Um, but this is not a team like last year to take lightly. Um, we saw in the beginning of the season they struggled, but I remember the the last game we played against at the end of the season we got. Pretty much, I think it was seven-one. We got destroyed by them. So yep. at the end of the season, exactly. they showed a fight that they've brought into this season and has actually started winning them games. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Hillers too, you know his numbers are pretty good. I mean, two point three goals against right now, nine nine two two save percentage, uh, eight four and two, uh, one overtime uh, loss and one uh, shootout loss, but uh, not bad numbers. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, it's going to be uh, fun too later in the month because uh, Calgary is going to come uh, to the Honda Center too for that game, which I'll be at that one. So it'll be interesting to see, especially because uh, my wife's a Hiller fan, even though she, of course she loves the Ducks, but you know she still likes Hiller. So <laughs> it's going to be a fun time with these uh, this game and then the one coming up in a couple weeks, Eddie. And uh, you know then we finish up with uh, Vancouver. Uh, towards the end of this week, uh, another rematch. Uh, what do you think we can expect from uh, this battle? Uh, I think we can expect a lot different than the last game we played against some mom. Obviously, we, we played against Lack, and everybody thought that was going to be you know, a little bit of a better chance to, to beat them with Mil how well Miller's been playing. But uh, obviously, Lack's one of those. He's one of those backup goalies where he can come in and look like a starter at times. So, um, But if we have Perry back and Boshman back, Smith-Pelly back, a lot of our main you know, core starter guys back. I think we can pick up a win, but this is a um, as normally as you'd look last year. This isn't going to be an easy schedule. Um, I, I I would hope that we can get a win against this one. And considering how we played against um, Vancouver the last time, we can get more chances and and again get to them early because it seems when you get to some of these teams early, the the teams that have let in a lot of goals. Um, they, they end up not being able to come back. Uh, Vancouver's in the kind of the same boat as um, 
as Calgary is. They've they've scored a lot of goals, but they've also let in 52, which is one of the worst in the Western Conference as well. So um, there, there's definitely we want to get the first goal and then and then be up early and and then get to get get in Miller or or Laxhead. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's probably going to be a physical battle too. I mean, like we, you know, last time you know Maroon dropped the gloves, Matson dropped the gloves. Uh, I don't know. You might even see Kessler drop the gloves. Who knows? Because you know it's going against his former team, and uh, you still have the Sedins leading the way on the team this year. They're playing better than they did last year, and uh, Bonino is obviously the third scoring point leader. So it's going to be a battle, Eddie. I think uh, these three games this week. Um, uh, you know, we always talk about it. We we expect to win all, but um, I'm thinking this week we're probably going to take two out of three, Eddie. Yeah, I I, I think so too. I you know that we don't have any back to backs, which is definitely helpful. Uh, we have a day's rest between each game. Um, I think coming into Florida tonight, um, I would hope that we'd bounce back and get a win. I think our only loss, unfortunately, if um, I think we end up losing to Calgary and then winning against Vancouver. Uh, I think Calgary is on, is on a roll this year, and, and if we can't get to them early, if Philly ends up having a game, then uh, we might end up losing. But there's no way that we we can't we can win three games. I think we can win three games this week. But you know, if you're gonna look at it in a, a realistic standpoint and, and and be safe about it, then yeah, then two out of three would be good as long as we just win some, not in overtime, and give give these Western exactly. Conference teams like Vancouver and Calgary extra points. Especially Vancouver, and well, especially for, because both of them are in the Pacific Division, um, and they're the closest teams to us, which is probably the, the most surprising thing to look at. Is you would normally expect LA and, and San Jose to be the closest teams to the Ducks, but it's actually Vancouver and, and Calgary who are our next two Pacific rivals. So this is a big week for us in the standings. Oh yeah, like you said, we got to get regulation wins, and we don't want to, you know, just get one point over a team. We want to get two. Um, and going through this week, who are your uh, three stars for this week, Eddie? Um, I think everybody knows who the, the first star is going to be, and that's obviously Ryan Kessler. Uh, he stepped up in Perry's absence, and he had three goals and two assists. Uh, there's no question um, that anybody that he was our top performer this week, and uh, he really spurred the team on to, to grab that win in, in L.A. And, and you know maybe to get us closer in the other games. Oh, yeah. I mean, with the way he played, for sure. I mean, he uh, dominated, uh, especially that third period in the first game against the, the Kings, and they played well in the last one as well. Um, who's the second star that you would put up there? Uh, Sammy Botton, and he actually he had a pretty good week, uh, just kind of quiet, I guess. Like um, I didn't really notice he, he had four points this week, got a goal and, and three assists, and you know, he's been quietly going around his business, and he's been one of the one of the, if not the best defensemen from the Ducks this year, and obviously another power play goal, and and picking up three three other assists on on the way is is a great week for him. I agree. I mean, it, he's just been a machine on the power play, like you talked about. He's been the most offensive uh, defenseman for the Ducks uh, so far this season. And uh, who would you round out for the top three for the Ducks this week? Um, this was kind of hard because obviously we we didn't have a great week, and there's a couple other guys who who had you know picked up a goal and assist, like Silverberg, and a couple other guys who had some strong performances. Uh, Anderson buying the performance. Uh, in the first game against LA, but um, the guy we went with this week was Getzlaff. He had a goal and assist, and he obviously had the game tying goal um, in the, the first game against LA. And you know he just looked like a leader this week. We needed that out there. He, you know he was pretty good on the faceoffs. He got in on a lot of hits, played in the dirty areas, and obviously came up clutch with that tip in against LA. Yeah, that goal with uh, 139 left was, I mean, huge uh, because the Ducks were down. 
two nothing early, then they're down three to two, then they're down five to three, and then when he scores that, at that point in time, we were only down by one, five four, and he ties it up at the very end. I mean that that was um, just a good game to show the Ducks that they weren't going to back down. Uh, because it can be frustrating, Eddie, too, if you start out hot like the Ducks did that game, uh, give up two goals right away, uh, you know, and get down early after you've outplayed the other team. That, that's frustrating. It was good to see the Ducks come back and win that one. Yeah, and, and, and when you have injuries to, to your other leaders in the log room, this is when a guy like Getzlaff, who's your captain, needs to come through and, you know, spur your team on to victory after, you know, dominating the first two periods and still being down for both periods. You know, he's got to come out and he's got to lead them to, to the win. And we saw that a lot last year, and, and we saw that definitely in this game, uh, in the first game against the Kings. And, and, you know, he was great. Although only picking up two two points uh, throughout the year, he was great, you know, in the in these weak games being a leader. So, All right, and then let's uh, round this up with all the uh, injury news. Um, where should we start, I guess, Eddie? Uh, I guess we yeah. can start off with, with uh, well, injury slash flu news, as I've, I've been posting on the, on the blog and, and Twitter and whatnot. I guess we can start out with Perry, and uh, the latest on Perry is that, uh, well, and Beauchemin, they both had uh, mumps. Uh, looks like Perry was on IVs. He's in the hospital for a few days. He's out. He's skating. Uh, he's practicing. The latest, it doesn't look like he's going to be able to go tonight. But they're hoping that he'll be able to go on this road trip, Eddie. Yeah, again, you know, keyword is how many. Like, we've got a ton of, of injuries to go through with a lot of guys who are, are in starters and you know, first line top pairing D guys out, Boschman's out, Perry's out, and and as you said, uh, Boschman's definitely not going tonight. And uh, looks like Perry might not be ready to go either. Obviously, uh, coming off being on IVs, he's he's pretty weak and he hasn't been able to uh, participate in that many practices. Uh, um, I think it's maybe beneficial to keep him out for this game and then and then bring him back for the games in, in Calgary and in, in Vancouver and make sure he's got enough rest and we're not rushing him back. Um, as for Boschman, I, I really hope we get him back too. We need, we need you know, I, I like how Manson has played, obviously, but Boschman is a guy we need to have in the lineup by, you know, 70, 70 75 games of the season if we're, we're hoping to you know, finish top of the Pacific Division. And we look at a lot of key other guys out of the lineup. We've got Gibson out for long term, which means LeBarber is going to have to be the backup. And looks like he is most likely going to go tonight after Anderson starting the last few games. Um, and as well, Healy back in the IR with the same groin injury. Um, I'm hoping this time they keep him out for the time he needs. Uh, he was obviously struggling when he came back. And I'm hoping that's because of his groin injury, not just because he, he's lost the, the ability to play well, but... Uh, right. We've also lost Smith Pelly, who we looked really good in. Uh, you got the uh, the assist from the tipping on Getzlaff in that game, and he you know throwing hits around like he's been doing all season. He's looked good so far, and and yeah, luckily that's only a day to day injury. Um, and then we've got two two guys who are significant to the D pairing. Fisher comes in when when necessary, and he's on an IR with upper body injury, and obviously Lovejoy still out with a broken hand, so. We got a lot of guys out of the lineup, and it uh, looks like the the only guy making his way back soon would be uh, would be Palmieri after coming back from a, a stint in Norfolk, looking a little bit rusty, but uh, hopefully we have him back in the lineup sometime soon. Yeah, I mean that's that's a mouthful right there that you ran through, <laughs> but you know, I mean, as it, I mean, it's just crazy trying to keep all the updates. And yeah, Palmieri was the most recent one I heard that would come back, though some of the sources told me in Norfolk that he looked really. Uh, not, just kind of winded, not really 100%, you know, but I mean, that's kind of expected. He hasn't played since the playoffs last year, Eddie, so I'm not, I mean, I'm not 
expecting him to come out and be, you know, 100% right away. No, but he'll be a nice addition. You know, we got a guy like Wagner in there right now, and um, obviously, you know, we'd rather have a guy like Palmieri in there, even if he's looking a bit rusty, uh, get him some game time against some of these teams, and, and hopefully he can contribute to the secondary scoring too because he's an important player on his team when, he, when he's at his best, and uh, it's definitely nice to see him back and almost ready to go. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a definite factor that's going to be added in, especially, I mean, you could put him, I mean, any of the lines that he, I mean, I don't think he would go on the first line, but he probably goes on the second or third line when he comes back. Yeah, I think probably the third line because of uh, smith Pelly being out, uh, or maybe even the first line uh, if Perry's not back by the time Paul Mary gets a, gets a try, because I think Boudreaux is like this Belaski, Silverberg, Kessler line, and um, and then maybe he swats in where, where smith Pelly is until he comes back, or pops on that first line with maybe Edom and Getzlaff and, until Perry's back. So he could definitely move anywhere around the lineup. Yeah, I mean, it'll be a welcome addition, like you said, because we just, I mean, we're down, you know, wingers right now, Perry, Heatley, uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly. Um, I think, you know, going forward, uh, some of the, maybe the final thoughts we can talk about here for the Ducks is going to be that secondary scoring. I mean, that's where we're going to need Silverberg and Edom and guys like that to start picking up their game. I mean, they have picked it up in this last week, getting some goals and assists, but they're going to, I think we're going to have to need even more because like we said, these overtime, you know, wins or losses, you know, after a while, it's just going to be too many. Yeah, and obviously with Perry out, our, our secondary scoring has to become our primary scoring. So I think when he comes back and um, Smith Pelly comes back, Healy comes back, Palmieri comes back, that kind of um, establishes order in our lineup. We've got Perry is going to be the primary guy. Gatsaw, I mean uh, Kessler and, and Silverberg and Bolesky can continue to to well, you know Kessler can continue to score. Bolesky's already got seven, so he's been our main contributor to our secondary scoring, and hopefully Silverberg can pick it up after grabbing a goal this week, and then if Palmieri can come in, Edith can continue scoring, Silver, uh, I mean, uh, DSP can contribute now and then, Heatley can pot some goals, I think we're, we're going to be good, I just think we need to get everybody back in the lineup, and then, you know, we'll see, it, it kind of, you know, gel together a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. I think gel, getting them, you know, getting the line set and gelling together is going to be a factor, and, and obviously the injuries and getting more of the scoring going. What, um, so far, what have you seen that's impressed you about the team? You know, us still getting points and being, you know, the you know top one, two, or third team, depending on the point, the way the points have been going uh, in the whole league. I think so far, what's impressed me is is what we were most concerned with at the start of the season is is how is the defense going to hold up? Obviously, the first few games it, it looked really bad, and then they've kind of uh, remedied their problems so far, and, and they haven't looked that bad. Maybe in the uh, and even in the, you know even in the game against LA where, where they let in five goals, um, I don't think it was the defense's problem. Um, I think it was it was a bad game for for both the goalies and um, just just unlucky all around. But um, yeah, I definitely think it's the defense. Fowler has been great, you know, defensively and offensively. Uh, Votnin has been amazing. He's 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 leading. I think he's leading the team in block shots. He's, he's leading in points for defensemen. Boschman has been uh, revitalized this season when he's been healthy. Uh, Lovejoy, Fishtrick, even Allen, all of them have been sound defensively. So I think what's impressed me so far is is how organized defensively we've been considering our, our worries at the start of the season. And um, in, in the league, any news that uh, you want to share, Eddie? Anything uh, on your mind? Uh, no, you know, after last week when we had that huge thing about the uh, – 
the jersey advertising, the, there's not been much. There's a little bit of uh, rumblings uh, again about expansion and and some uh, some owners and and um, in Las Vegas looking to uh, build an arena and, and and ready to invest in a team. But other than that, there, there you know there hasn't been any league wise news uh, other than you know the games that have been played recently. Yeah, you know, uh, I actually just got an alert right now while we were talking, and it looks like uh, the health of uh, Gordie Howe has actually been declining. Um, he had a severe stroke in October, and it looked like things were going to be maybe a little bit better, but he, he's not doing well, uh, the latest report I got. So I just want to, from, you know, obviously you, me, and everybody here, um, just give wishes to him and his whole family and hope, and hope that uh, – you know, just the best because it uh, it doesn't it doesn't look good at this time, Eddie. Yeah, and I know everybody uh, wishes their sentiments to his family and everything, and everybody thought it was getting better. And and with an update from you, it looks like his health is declining. So, you know, hopefully he can turn it around. And um, my best wishes to him and his family. Definitely, and uh, this is going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we have a special going on one of the uh, the shirts, the uh, LA Dive shirt uh, that pokes fun at the Kings. It's uh, I posted it out there. It's going for uh, fifteen bucks free shipping right now. So if anybody's interested, uh, look that up uh, or send us an email at ducksandpucks at uh, usa dot com and uh, get your order in there. And we'll be back next week with more uh, reviews and recaps and updates about your ducks. The Anaheim Ducks are the Stanley Cup.